Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of House Call, a Crit Rate podcast. As our listeners know, you can find us at critrate.io, where you can take our survey, find your gamer house, and start getting curated game recommendations. And on this podcast, we sit down with folks from the industry, talk about gaming, talk about their journey into this world, and uh, dig into the games that they love. And on this week's episode, we have a very special guest. He's everyone's favorite Switch enthusiast, Long Island warrior, and general retro game connoisseur, the legendary Bob Wolf. Welcome, Bob. Was, it's a pleasure to have you. That was too kind. Roll it back. <laughs> you can't say everyone's favorite. Everyone's it's favorite. You just, you just throwing assumptions on people. Twitter polls are <laughs> in, and everyone has voted. If you are not currently <laughs> their favorite, you will be after this podcast. No doubt. Thank you very much. No thanks for having mind. me. Thanks, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> awesome. Well, it is great to speak with you. Uh, Bob, we've had quite a history together. It's, yeah. uh, it's interesting how many weird junctures our lives have crossed over. I'm wondering if you remember the first time that uh, you and the Justins crossed paths. Um, the first time? I don't think so. I mean, I've, I have I always see you at conventions. Was it Long Island Retro? Was that the no. first time? No. Oh, man. Oh, painful. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't remember, like, no. we remember uh, the smell of gunpowder. You've just always been in my lives. Uh, this wow. is true. I mean, we've known <laughs> each other nice. for quite some time from the very, very beginning. Um, you don't remember the smell of gunpowder and loud explosions and like sitting down and listening to people talk about tanks for like an hour and then getting to ride into it. Wow. Yes. There it is. That was the first <laughs> wow. time. That was the first time we ever met you. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, so we were attending a World of Tanks event of all places. Yeah. <laughs> that was very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I think you went with your dad or something. Yeah. So I used, I would have never gone to something like that. But uh, <laughs> I saw it was very close to, to my parents. So and it was a, it was a they wanted to take us to a World War Two reenactment. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, man, can I? I think they wanted us to meet in New York. Did you guys do that? Yeah, they wanted to meet yeah. in New in in they New York City. They put us up in everything. Then, we had like a hotel. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah th- I saw that in the email. It was like we'll meet in New York City. Uh, we'll take the uh, like an Uber out. Or I don't know. Out. How did you guys took a car out? I think there was like some kind of bus or something. Yeah, yeah I was, was like, there- I was like, hey, that's very close. Can I just meet you there? And yeah. can I also take my dad? And they were like, sure. Yeah, because I was like, my dad would love this, and it was awesome. We we we, it was a World of Tanks event, and we we sat on a tank and were ushered through a World War II reenactment as like people were shooting each other and stuff. And my dad was sitting there half blind on his phone like this, with glasses (laughs) down to his nose, like a teenager trying to just post things on Facebook. Yeah, oh my god, he like missed the whole the whole thing. Dude, it was it was such a bizarre thing too, because like we weren't even really supposed to go. It was it was like a friend of a friend hit us up and we're, was like, "Oh hey, uh, I'm supposed to go to this thing and take pictures. So can you just go for me and like send me the pictures afterwards?" And it was the like, chive. Yeah, it right. was like chive. Yeah. Uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah they, some, one of, the, one of our editor's friends. Name, one of our editor friends was like, "Yeah, I can't make it to this. Would you like to go like as like the chive? Get a, give us a little write up, and then you could do something for your company too." At the time, it was the Zero Review. And we were like, uh, yeah, I guess so. That'd be fun. And then we did. And we met you. Yeah. Was so. that before you did any of the Eon stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Way before. Oh. So we were we were still our like original media company, this, uh, the Zero Review, which is now Crit Rate. Go figure. Yeah. Right. So full Go circle. Figure. And hey, you're here now. 
we finally right. made it. Uh, we did that, it, that like two, I have to feel like that was 2017 because the Eon stuff didn't start until the beginning of 2018. It might have been more than that yeah. no it was, it was, was it post switch launch it, it had to have been yes i think so it had to have been yeah I yeah think. yeah it had to have been yeah. otherwise yeah. you would have never known who i was <laughs> yeah actually so that's a that's a good question though where were you in your journey because like i i do remember recognizing you like mm-hmm. on the thing and i was like oh that's that guy but i think you were like fairly low-key at that point you might have like like i don't know were, were you linked up with Screenwave at that time like where what created the opportunity for you to go to that thing i don't know what the year was uh Mm -hmm. i didn't start getting into switch stuff obviously until like all the speculation Mm -hmm. in like late 2016 and that's kind of like when my channel started to do a little upswing and then in 2017 when the switch actually came out it just my channel exploded yeah Uh, i'm not sure if i was on screen wave yet i think i uh, joined them around 2018, maybe 2019. Uh, okay. And I was kind of against MCNs. So ScreenWave is my management now. Uh, yeah. They, I was against MCNs because MCNs mostly exist to just feed off of small YouTubers. They just want to yeah. cast a wide net, get as many small YouTubers as they can, promise mm-hmm. them the moon, and then give them nothing <laughs> and just leech 60% of their revenue or whatever. Because we had that experience when we were time, right? With Mishima yeah. and all these people like... Yeah, we were on... Uh, I think it was called TGN. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just took 60% of our revenue and did nothing. Uh, but we were very small and weren't really making any money anyway. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were independent for a while. And the only reason I tried out ScreenWave was... One, I just wanted... This, our our uh, uh, The amount that we made per ad was really... Not that much. Or like I forgot what you call it. I'm very bad with analytics. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 amount that we made per ad was very low. Uh, and I just wanted to see if maybe it would raise if we got an MCN. And also, I wasn't getting a lot of sponsorships. And their whole job is to get sponsorships. They usually will tell you that they're going to get you sponsorships, and then when you sign on, they just don't get you sponsorships. So that could happen. <laughs> they promise um, you the moon, right? <laughs> Yeah, but also we jumped on to ScreenWave because they had a lot of my brother's favorite YouTubers. Uh, Not that he really, like, cared, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just thought it'd be cool to him if I was like, hey, check it out. This company, ScreenWave. (laughs) Subtle flex. Video game nerd and packing NES Punk. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, So that's why we were on with them. And they've been awesome. I'm still on them. Uh, They, I have a great relationship with my manager, and it's been been sick. Yeah, I know good friends of ours we do uh we do too many games every year so you know yeah. we've uh grown a very nice relationship with the guys over at screenwave so that's been cool but i remember that was kind of like i'm trying to, i was just trying to get the timeline together because it as you said before it was right around when switch came out that your content kind of took this like massive upswing um what was that like sort of in that time where you know i feel like everyone was just so hot on the switch after that first trailer it was like oh my god what is this thing you know the we got guys waiting in line forever and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And the, the hype was just pretty crazy. Was it just something like kind of about that wave that you were just like, let me throw my hat in here and see what's going on. Or I mean, cause you, it, at least from my perspective, you seemed just as activated as everybody else about, you know, being excited for it. So I have been making videos since 2013. Uh, hmm. Me and my brother started the YouTube channel together and we each did one 
we each did two videos a week, uh, one ourselves and then one together. Uh, so three videos total a week. Uh, and we just talked, we just did videos on random stuff, whatever we felt like making a video on. Uh, most, I would cover video games. He would cover comic books. Um, and in 2016, I was dabbling around on just like speculating what the next Nintendo console could be. And it yep. was very obviously going to be a hybrid type situation that just seemed like the obvious choice for Nintendo to take. And I've always been a Nintendo fan. So I just kind of we covered all different types of console gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. I just kind of threw some I just blindly threw some darts at, at the wall hmm. with uh you know, Nintendo Switch speculation. And because yeah. I was speculating on what could happen and then it did happen, the views were, you know, getting there. Uh, so once news of the Nintendo Switch started happening, uh, I would just make videos on that because I saw they were doing good and and because I was genuinely interested in it. Of course. Uh, and then that's just what took off. And then I still, throughout like 2017 and 2018, I'd still bounce around between different topics, but I'd always try to come back to Nintendo Switch stuff. And I saw mm-hmm. that like accessories were doing good, like not mm-hmm. so much. Talk- like I still talked about games, but uh, it seems like the physical hardware of the Switch and and accessories were, were like just doing well for us. And I also kind of just liked making videos on that because I like doing camera work. I don't like just capturing gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. So that's what led the channel in that direction was just uh it worked and i just liked doing it and i i genuinely like talking about it yeah it's interesting and some from just from an and right definitely understand the nintendo fan portion of it but it is interesting because like the youtubers that i follow you are definitely one of the most stylized and well produced and like i mean well designed i would say like you said you like the camera work section of it and i feel like a lot of the the stuff that i see is definitely like especially after you came out with like uh your clothing line i started thinking wow this guy definitely has like an eye for design i mean i'm coming off of like uh originally like this advertising agency lifestyle where i get to meet a lot of people who uh don the creative you know title and then they start talking about like their ideas around ux ui and also like how they go around like doing visual communications and stuff like that and i see the same kind of like lines in the code when i see the videos that you put together from like the shot to shots to like the angles so like, is there a, like a very, like, I, I'd say like, <clears throat> like, is there a huge design interest for you, especially when it comes down to video, like production? Is that, did you always have this idea and like love for like video production? Did you Google my resume? Nah, man, we've <laughs> talked before and this is, might be a little, scene, but like at the same time, it's funny because like, I've, I've never, never heard anybody say the words visual communications uh, in, a, in, in real life. So... <laughs> so that was that was my major in college really wow Wow. fascinating i didn't okay i didn't read this on your linkedin a i didn't read this second i've never been on your linkedin but i will say that like so justin and i we have we have a couple of other like companies of one of which is like a consulting for like startups right and one of the things that i definitely go through is like i'm definitely more of like i guess design focused i've grown to be this way i've not i was not I went to school for finance and global business, man. I, I had no idea what <laughs> anything what meant. Be, uh, I didn't know anything about creativity or like design focused or anything like that, or even what UX was. And then only after meeting people did I start fat, like pouring over my interest into what the heck they mean about this stuff. And visual communication tended to be like literally that, <laughs> that piece, which is fascinating to me. 
So that, I think I think we are the complete opposite because you went to school for business and then learned the visual aspect later. I did the opposite. I went to school for you know uh, visual communications, graphic design, and visual communications, yeah. and then I had to, I was like forced to learn business stuff because of just being independent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely would say there's okay. I would say I also remember nothing from my finance classes. Absolutely not. I, college, I, I, that's a theme with people who went to school for business. They, it's just they all. <laughs> You know what? Okay, so it's funny you mentioned this. So for people who go to school for business, I've learned it's basically a school to teach you how to collaborate with others. But when you're okay. going into like graphic design or does like an art style, like an art specific major or any focus, like so my sister came from a graphic designs, you know, background, right? And she would tell me it was completely opposite. It's not necessarily about the collaboration as as much as it's about like putting your stuff in on putting your stuff down and then everybody in class being able to like rip it apart. Like it, it was yeah. like a complete like pointed at each other, kind of not necessarily opposition. It was within the spirits of helping each other give criti- like good feedback and like trying to like, you know, learn from one another. But it was different. It's not collaboration. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, you learn how that to- it, I would I would say I didn't learn that much. I mean, I learned I probably learned a lot, but Ooh. it just felt like I didn't learn much from from college mm-hmm. except for one teacher who was awesome and i had her i had a couple of classes with her and she okay. was she was great she taught me everything i needed to know uh what did she but, teach you um just uh she taught me a lot of uh freelance business stuff and oh, and uh and just a lot of design stuff that no other teachers were talking about at the time for some reason like hmm. I think what happened was a lot of the teachers were old designers and they all learned design before computers and then computers <laughs> happened nah. and they all lost their jobs because they didn't conform to computers. So they started teaching. So oh. I think that, yeah, I think that's what happened. So she's like, she's like telling us she, one of the things that happened was she was like, uh, where's your like uh, package of fonts? Like what fonts do you guys have? And we're like, I don't know. And yeah. like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you mean? You don't know. And we're like, we never downloaded it. We just go to the font. She's like, you go to what? <laughs> she, she, she's like, she's like, oh my god! Do you here, even pay for those, this. man? He goes, pass this around, and she passed around her hard drive of fonts, and we got that day. We got a thousand fonts, and then <laughs> oh, we had damn. to learn how to manage fonts because I don't know if you've ever put a thousand fonts on your computer. They all load at the same time, and the computer just crashes. So you need to have a font manager wow. and enable the ones that you want to use. But anyway, uh, what was my point on this? I, yeah, the the best skill that I learned and that you'll learn in any like art school is getting your stuff ripped apart and getting critiqued and giving mm. critiques. Mm. There's yeah. you know I notice in people that are like in the creative field that maybe didn't get that sort of education, they will be not as good at giving or taking cri- criticism. Mm. And you see that a lot in like like a lot of YouTube people. This is a creative field and yeah. uh they don't have that background so if you give them a criticism they don't take or or they don't take it the right way or or they give criticism in a way that is like abrasive and weird because there's something they they, they didn't learn the formula of giving yeah i I think i can uh, speak on this firsthand because i'm not a creative (laughs) person by nature at all um, but when we do the trailers and stuff for uh, for Eon, I'll tend to like I do the video editing for those. And I remember for the first while I was not good at taking criticism. because I'm like, <laughs> do you have any idea how hard I worked on this? Yeah, no, you but, take it really but, personally. But, but the criticism is always right. 
So it's like yeah. I, I feel like I had to like, just, it was a learned well, skill. It was learned to like temper it, my uh reactions, you know. I think it's also important to learn which criticism to take and what is right, because there is mm. a lot of criticism that is not right. And when you I mean, when you're working with a team of people, yeah. you have to take everybody into consideration because you're a team. But you're working on the internet, you're gonna get a lot of criticism that just is not valid at all. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean YouTube comments. YouTube comments in a nutshell, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I was about to I've say, completely like, stopped. I've completely stopped reading YouTube comments. It's gotta be bad for your health, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, you know what? I don't mind if somebody is like uh a biggest forehead in the world, this guy, or some shit like that. <laughs> I, it's it's when when somebody says I'm wrong about something I'm not wrong about, yeah, it just drives me crazy, and I can't oh do my, it anymore. Oh my gosh, those are reasonable reactions. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying that those are reasonable reactions, and you're right. It is a very like, uh, what's the word? It's very particular how you kind of to accept criticism. You have to kind of like put the ego aside and look at everything objectively. But then also to say criticism, if you don't do the same, you come off as an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's so it's one of the best things I learned is that you're working on a thing. It's not yours. It, it's mm-hmm. it's just a thing you're working on. So when somebody criticizes it, you you're working on it together. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. like like you're attacking this thing. Help me attack this thing. Right. The video is not mine. The video is is a thing that that's been molded, and, and somebody else giving it criticism is not me. It's it's the thing. Wow. Yeah. I love and, and and when you give criticism, you always gotta. You know, be like, oh, I really like, I really like this shot. This shot's really good. This next one could be like a little, maybe a different angle. You know, you gotta like, you gotta give a positive and then hit them with a yeah. little bit. Oh, you know, there's like a formula to it. Can I ask what what in your video production? Who mm-hmm. in your team? I'm assuming also partially your brother. Do you accept mm-hmm. criticism from, and do they give it to you well? So my brother uh, doesn't make videos anymore for for the channel. We do we do the podcast, so he's still around. Uh, but when we worked together, uh, he always just kind of let me do whatever I did. And there were times where uh, he would give me criticism, or I would give him criticism, and we just took it. It, it didn't matter how harsh it was or whatever. We just kind of we've well, known each other it's family for, you know like yeah, yeah you're, you're on the same team you know yeah. you have to live with each other <laughs> so right. Like, yeah. right so we we never fought or anything we just we That's just awesome. took it and and it was what it was so i i will say there, there's people who like try to start youtube channels with their friends and stuff and i always say don't do it it's yeah. never a good idea to have a youtube channel with another person mm. in this case it worked great because we were forced <laughs> To live with each other, you know. I will yeah. say having the having the same last name probably makes it pretty easy. Having the yeah. first first name, having the same first <laughs> name, like Justin and I have, we had to learn how to deal with that. But now yeah. we definitely it's true. We became yeah. family through this process. Right. This is <laughs> true. <laughs> this is true. I'm not trying Being to being able to say the me. two Justins is pretty cool. This is true, hey, man. Yeah, it, you would be shocked <laughs> by how much. Like how much ground we've been able to cover just using <laughs> the Justins as like the entry point. It's crazy. Nobody it's has crazy. to remember either of our names. They just have to remember one name, basically. It's funny because yeah, we easy. Yeah, we've been going to PAX East for like uh, since 2013, like uh, like every year from there. And then I we missed was, you. I missed you guys this year. I, I we don't have to talk about that right now. It was <laughs> yeah, we were thinking about we it too. You didn't hurt our feelings at all. 
Don't yeah. worry about it. Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't just like our biggest Blame launch e. or anything. Blame E. He yeah. was supposed to take me over to you guys, but I was I was running around the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured he, you were really. I didn't even that. see E that much. Honestly. Yeah. We Dude, saw the E a media, bit. And he the came media by. game is not an easy game. It runs you ragged, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, so it's funny. We we definitely have a lot of questions about your experience at PAX 2, since, especially since we didn't see you. No shade mm-hmm. thrown. But at the <laughs> same time, like, uh, I will say that what I was saying before is like going to those shows and then going on the circuit of both PAX West, then E3, then or PAX East, E3, PAX West, and then all of the little conventions on the side, you would start to see the same people. And every single time they would always go, the Justins or like, Justin, where's the other one? And I was like, thank God you remember that's That's got to be annoying. Where's the other one? You think? No. But no, not at all. It's a perfect it's conversation. Very because yeah. right away you're like, ah, so you re- not only do you remember Justin, but you remember there's two. That's, exactly. good. that's good. It's quite good. So I want to dig uh, back into your content a little bit more because mm-hmm. you've kind of been on this crazy journey with, you know, YouTube and content creation, you know, from, from my perspective, it was like, or from our perspective, we've seen you grow on YouTube, you know, going into the Nintendo space, then more so into peripherals. Now you're on this whole like emulator device kind of kick, which still blows my mind that that's like, <laughs> it, it seems like those are your best performing pieces of content right now are the emulator boxes. It blows my mind too. Uh, <laughs> I just, my, every time I, like, like, like when I when I explain my video ideas to people, like when I'm going to have an idea for a video, I, I just think of like I think of it like I'm just explaining my journey through gaming and like what's something that I'm doing. You know, yeah. that's really just the basis of every video. Totally. Um, that's awesome, actually. <laughs> so really awesome. So I kind of like, you know, the Nintendo Switch is still great, but it's it's. There's not much to talk about anymore. You know, we mm-hmm. played everything on it. There's still stuff yeah. coming out, but uh, there's really not a lot of cool accessories happening right now or anything. So uh, I've kind of fallen back on these portable emulation devices that have been exploding over the past couple of years. And I've done it like I think the first one I did was like 2018 or 2019. Yeah, um, I've been watching all of them. It, it was that like the portable emulation like industry was in its infancy at that time. Uh, and they were all a little crappy in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just started releasing more and more and more and more. And they've just exploded in popularity. And uh, now, I, I, it used to be when I'd go to a convention, people would be like, hey, Wolf Den, I bought a Switch because of you. Now, last couple of conventions I went to, every single person said, I bought a Miu Mini because of you. I bought an Anbernic because of you. I bought a Steam Deck because of you. It was always, it, it was, it's not Switch anymore. It's mm. something you, else. That's can awesome. Can you so, tell me why they all have terrible names? They all have terrible names. Because they're all Chinese. Because yeah. they're or, or yeah. Taiwanese or something. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah. The branding, it matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and because they release way too many. So, well, yeah, because it's like, they just put a number at the end. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, it's so even outside of YouTube, you've also got uh, your streaming that you're doing, mm-hmm. Twitch, YouTube, all of this. Uh, and then you also just started the, or not just started, but it's still newish, the Nontendo podcast with uh, yeah. with Wood. How's that going yeah. for you? Are you it's been going before? good. We actually just filmed our 50th episode, which is way longer than we ever expected to, than 50. I ever expected to be doing this because I didn't even want to do it. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of forced into doing the the podcast, but um, it's been fine. I, I've I've been liking it so far. That's awesome. So, 50, so out of all, 
Do you do oh, one sorry. every week or do you do one every so often? So I haven't listened to we, any of them. We post them every week. Um, okay. We kind of uh, do them in groups. So hmm. uh, when we film them in person, we usually do two. Okay. So it's not a full Wood year. Lives in, Wood lives in Pennsylvania. So uh, ah, um, it's kind of hard to, to link up. Yeah. So, we just recently had our friend uh, Zeon from Nintendo Life on there too. Oh my God. Hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, that was the first time I ever met him. Dude, he is like the biggest sweetheart in the world. He's yeah. like, yeah, I was not expecting of, him to be as as kind as he is. <laughs> he is so he is like one of the warmest people. Yeah. Like you go up and say hey to him, and he's just like he's just like he so happy to see you, and like yeah. genuinely like excited to talk to you. It's like ah, uh, he's such a pleasure. Yeah, he's awesome, and we've been talking, you know, in the DMs since then because. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He's just, but we've been talking about like video stuff. Now he's talking to me because he learned that I've been learning Japanese or trying to learn Japanese, and he's also trying to learn Japanese. So we're like talking oh, in Japanese to each other and stuff. I mean, what the, are the, the trips right around the corner? So I was about to say, Justin and I are trying to plan a trip for September. What are the chances you would be With around? There is actually, a big chance. You've talked oh, to me. You've talked to me. You know that this. My is God. <laughs> We were thinking somewhere in the ballpark of three to four four weeks, but if if you are if if you're in the ballpark of three to four weeks, you will probably definitely be there when I'm there. All right, bro, this is what I'm (laughs) talking. That would be. I have never been in my entire life. We have been planning the Japan trip for literally. I mean, Justin, what like four years, six years at this point? We talked about it. I mean, yeah, it's been hell the last couple of years. Yeah, because of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that would be. Something else, man. That would be something else. Yeah, I, I, ever been? Like, I went once in 2019. I went with my dad. My dad, I told my dad I was going to Japan. He's like, I'm coming. Aw, so, Bob, you so love your just, dad. That's so cute. Good dude, for he's you. Great. He's mad cool. He's great. He Wait, is. And and we he's in Spain right now. He just oh my god. He just he's like 75. He just does whatever. Dude, I want to be oh, your dad. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, so when you guys were in when you guys were in Japan, what did you guys end up doing? Like, what was the experience like? So we hung out in Tokyo. We were only there for like a week, I think. So we we hung out in Tokyo for most of it. Um, I I wanted to go to a lot of Pokemon centers because I just wanted to make a video while I was there, and I thought that was an easy video to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I did that. Uh. Then we went out to Osaka. Um. Nice. See that. Love Osaka. it's, It's two hours on the train. Then we took another hour out on a day trip to Hiroshima because I thought my dad would really like that because his father was in World War II mm-hmm. and I just wanted him to see the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was Terrible. kind of it was kind of awesome. I, yeah. I got this awesome picture of my hyper conservative dad. <laughs> he, he there's a little Japanese kid with a with a like a waiver like mm-hmm. like a, like getting like, people to sign mm-hmm. and he's he's just pointing the pen at people and like just yeah, tell them yeah. to sign it and he shoved it in my dad's face and my dad takes it and goes to sign it and it's to like end uh like nuclear armament mm. so i got this picture of my dad signing a, a thing to end nuclear armament in front of this little japanese kid and behind him is the last standing building from ground zero of the hiroshima bombing oh my, my god. god yeah it was, it was poetry or something such a good experience that's I mean, crazy. Yeah, that I would love to see that picture and potentially have that yeah. picture. That sounds amazing. Um, you got I go. It's very easy to go to Hiroshima on like a yeah. day trip, especially if you're going to be in Osaka or Kyoto at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's oh, it's sure. it's awesome to see because it's very somber and the whole 
city is basically a memorial. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's got to be one of those grand kind of like, you know, you feel like you're at this place in the world kind of moments. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it was. And I will. I'm not. I did it once. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah. it's a it's a emotional it's a feeling. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So we will definitely be in contact around yeah. September, October time. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing if we were to cross paths. Um, how did we get here? We were talking about your podcast and mm-hmm. Xeon and you yeah, guys and are Zeon. learning. Yeah, yes. you guys are learning Japanese. So are you going to be able to like translate while you're out there? Oh, God, we- no, I'm so bad. I've been learning for like a little over two years. Uh, okay. and I've had I've I do classes like twice a week with uh, this guy, Will, who's awesome. Ah. Um, and yeah, I, it's such a hard language. to learn. Yeah. I've always been bad at language. My mom's Italian and I took Italian in school because I was forced to. And I mm-hmm. my teacher's during parent-teacher conference, we're like, is, is he in the remedial class? <laughs> <laughs> and my, my mom goes, what's remedial? Class? And my dad agrees, it means he's stupid like me. So I can never pick anything up, but uh, I'm just brute forcing through it and trying to see how much I could, you know, get synced into my brain. Dude, the Asian languages are hard, man. Like, so like I've learned Spanish growing up in like high school or whatnot. And like, I understood that there's some resemblance between this and Latin and English, I suppose. Right. And I was like, okay. But then the moment I started trying to learn Chinese, because my parents originally only spoke Chinese when they didn't want to be way harder than Japanese. It's so hard, dude. There's so many different, like the same word with different tones can mean four to five different things if you're not careful. And I'm just trying to bum rush through everything. And it's not. It's not easy, but Japanese, at least you don't have to have the tones and, and it sounds really cool. I mean, I grew up with the anime, so it totally sounds really cool. Um, yeah. If you know a little bit of Chinese, you can get the kanji too. I could They're kind kinda... of read a little bit, but not very much. So nothing yeah. that would be like, oh, Justin, you're Chinese. You might know. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It doesn't yeah. help. I've been taking Japanese for like two, maybe three years. And I know solid amount of time. a grand total of like five kanji. Yeah, that's wow. See, that's five more than you knew two years ago. That's pretty good. Two yeah, every yearish. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. it is really cool in Japanese. If you learn katakana, you basically can just because a lot of katakana is just English, just written in katakana, and you just oh. read it and you you just speak it out loud, and then you think of what English word with a Japanese accent does this sound what like? What does this sound like? Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Got it. Or, but at what or, point does or, it? Ugh. Banida is vanilla. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I didn't even know that existed. It sounds like, ah, man, I had a friend. So when I went to China, Japan the first time, stayed there for about three weeks or so. And my friend, she was staying, she was there for the jet program, teaching Japanese, English teaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I tried to do, ah, I feel like when I tried to speak in Japanese, but with that English, I felt like it was just she was very pissed because it was just racist. <laughs> I think. I think I was just being racist. I didn't need to. Well, you to. gotta. It, it. It. Trust me. When I was first learning it, it felt racist because, like, like, you are just saying English words with a Japanese accent, but you have to learn what the they have like an alphabet, and and those are the sounds. Like, yeah. like in English, we have a lot of different sounds. We have the mm-hmm. twenty six letter alphabet, but if you group them together, there's just random sounds. You just yeah. kind of have to know what sounds. But in Japanese. This is the character. This is the the sound it makes. Right. So you learn the sounds 
and then you just think of the English word and say it with their sounds. And, like, and, and I was telling her, I was like, out. you know what Final Fantasy is? It's Fainaru Fantasy. It's like, that's yeah, not yeah. me trying to be any one way <laughs> no, or the other. It. I don't know. Anyway, but still, I remember yeah. I, when it's I was different. in Japan with my dad, I was trying to read a menu and he was like, man, I wish I could mm. see what the sides are. And I was like, I got this. And I like, <laughs> put it really close to my face and and just sounded out every letter and i was like potato potato salad it's potato salad yeah oh my god and my dad was like, like oh my god that's incredible he didn't deserve the remedial classes after all uh, he made it out he's mainstreamed oh my gosh that's fantastic oh that's so funny yeah, i I imagine once we get there, I mean, I certainly can't speak Japanese. I don't think anybody in our group that's going. If you hang out in Tokyo, you'll be everything's in English. It's it's really not a big deal. I played Persona Five. I should be good. It'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. I Google Google Maps everything. You can do the Google Google Lens thing where it it just translates it for you. You'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Have you been? um, Oh, go ahead, Justin. Changing up just a little bit. Have you been traveling at all for shows now that everything is starting to open up again? Like, I don't like traveling. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Uh, so not really. Like right. I, I did PAX East. Uh, I did PAX West last year because I was in Vegas. My family does like a yearly trip to Vegas uh, cool. as much as we can. Uh, yeah. We didn't. We had to take a break during COVID, and now my brother's got kids, and he doesn't want to go anymore. So so we he has just kids kinda, now. Congratulations! Yes, I didn't, kids, I didn't yes. know that. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, Vegas, Vegas every year, man. Yeah, those tiger uh, shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did. So yeah, we went to Vegas, then we went to Pax West, and Pax West was good. Uh, yeah. It was PAX more low key recently, right? Like, because I know some of the pretty, attendees weren't there. Yeah, it was. It felt like Pax East, kind of to me. I like, yeah. like I just like going to the Paxes because they're like mini e3s and yeah. and there's a lot of industry people there and there's a lot of people like you guys that i like talk to but like don't get to like talk to in person you know yeah, like, yeah. It, it's We're good busy. To just, everybody's busy yeah it's good to hang out with these types of people so um it's good to just show face at stuff like that. Uh, anyway, we're going to be at too many games also, the Long Island we'll Retro, but yep. those are all just easy for, for me to do. I, I don't know what other conventions there would be. The E3 yeah. got canceled. I wouldn't have gone anyway. But, yeah. uh, Long but, Island Retro will definitely be at again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to Classic Game Fest and maybe PAX West, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I don't think I'm going to do PAX West again. It was great. I liked PAX West a lot, but... Uh, I don't know. Well, Nintendo has a thing there. The, yeah, they have the new Nintendo Live. Yeah, Pretty which might like they didn't really. It it just seems like just a place you can go and play Nintendo games. But so is, I think that there's something that they might announce that they I haven't would almost really guarantee that it's going to be like a family centric event. Like you know, it's going to be like dad you know dad's taking their kids and they go and the, you know that's the, what it sounds like yeah a, a couple of the bullet points were interesting though when they say like live stage performances like what is that is like some, <laughs> yeah. is some weirdo dressed up as yoshi just gonna jump around for a minute like what what's happening that's Most exactly likely. what that means yeah i don't know i mean like mm-hmm. they had all the opportunity to show something from like tears of the kingdom at pax east everybody went when they said that they were gonna be there got pretty riled up and being like holy crap nintendo yeah. is showing up and then we get there and we're like what is this versus battle, you know, booth about? Like, it's like, there's nothing new here. It's just, I don't know. So I, that's I how I got yeah. wood to even go to PAX East at all was that Nintendo <laughs> was going to be there. 
bait yeah. and switch, baby. And I was like, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be coming up. They got to have something. And they had Link. I was going to say, it's a shame that their booth was like the worst booth they've ever made. Yeah. It was really sad. They used to have great, they used to have like, uh, early games they used to have games unreleased yeah. games do you remember 2020 well, we before 20, sorry yeah, 2019 20, yeah. 2019 20, uh, 2020 when they did uh, new horizons and they dressed up the whole place in like an animal crossing village it was, it was awesome amazing. yeah, yeah. So and then cool. they had a, they had another section of unreleased stuff too like it was awesome yeah what scares me is that like e3 i think it was like 2016 i remember going to e3 and i remember them doing the booth at e3 with the pressure plates for zelda breath of the wild you would go into the small little room and then they would show you the little video and then when you when you finish that beginning scene of like you know link coming out then you walk out to this world and they had everything from like you to play it but then also little pressure plates where like the food would do the little like dance and then you'd hear the little music and it was amazing, and they had a light, uh, like a day and night cycle in the booth. That'll See, I was there. I was there for that. But oh, I there? don't think I ever went into that Breath of the Wild area. Well, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> let me tell you, it was magical for me, and I was like, oh my god, I love video games so much, and now I'm just afraid <laughs> that, and I'm sorry for telling you this now, Bob, because now I feel really bad about like bragging about it, but I don't know if Nintendo will ever do this again unless it's like a Nintendo yeah. World type of thing. Like that's the level of magic you'll feel it at and is yeah. probably a Nintendo World. That's my feeling now that like most of that energy is going to be put into Nintendo World. <laughs> Have, I, I, Bob, I'm actually shocked. Have you been there yet? I would imagine that would no, have been like a... No, uh, I have not. I will go when they do it in Florida. Um, okay. I don't... That's I a need big like one. a... I need another reason to go to California, you know, like I don't want to <laughs> just go for that because it's like it, it's probably cool, but like, yeah, <clears throat> they're expecting you to do Universal and then also Nintendo World. You know what I mean? Like I Nintendo World isn't like a whole day thing. It's like well, there's like one just- ride and like the toad cafe and then yeah. the little mini games throughout the thing. Uh, Apparently it's supposed that. to be like super hard to get into. My brother lives in LA and he had like tried to go, but they only accept people based off of like a lottery system right now. So wow. it's like you, you put yourself in for a chance to get a ticket and then they'll like, let you know if you get like chosen for whatever time period or something, the square foot, the square footage and the demand doesn't match up. So they're like, yeah. we can't literally fit all of you in here regardless. I can imagine yeah, on Mario I, Day I, it was probably insane. I knew that it was a very high demand, but yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. it was a lottery system. That's crazy. Man. And they were they're also supposed to like I know you sent like there's just the one ride right now, which is right, but like did you I mean, we were all following the like leaks when they had like the blueprints come out with like the Donkey Kong roller coaster and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, is that just supposed to come to the uh the Florida one, the Orlando one, or is that gonna I'm wondering I if that's gonna come to all the other ones? It sounds like they were building it out in the California one. Uh, mm. I'm not. Mm. Enti- I'm not 100% sure. I yeah. do know that in Japan they have two rides, so uh, I think I'll get to the Japan one before I go to the California one. <laughs> true huh. that. True that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to bring us back on course real quick. Uh, so earlier today, you took or and or logged back into your crit rate profile. Logged back in. I had done it previously. I was going to try to redo it because I didn't know if you've made any changes since I last did it. But yeah, I so didn't not see since too many that. games since too many okay. games. Uh, it's it was the same profile. But uh, t- if you remember, can you tell us a little bit about how you felt about taking the test? Did you like some of the questions or did it feel like it was inaccurate? 
uh, uh, what's call it house assignment for you. Uh, yes. Can I read my house assignment? I'm yes, a, I'm definitely. a galabander. And as this Galab- is so self-serving for us at the same time, be brutally honest because everything is still, <laughs> you know, we're working on it. Yes. This is all Where- in production. All right. Uh, Gamer houses. Galabander. The Galabander is the ultimate teammate. They they thr- teammate. Me playing with other people. Uh, <laughs> they thrive oh. when playing with others and have no you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this might be accurate. And have no problem with pausing a solo journey to embark on a social one. It doesn't matter whether it's exploring, taking down a boss, or just hanging out in the lobby together. The Galabander is game. Uh so I think. Uh, people who know me would say that I'm not a team player. I like to do things like on my own, mm. but I will say, uh, I have lately been spending a lot of my time gaming with multiplayer games. Is that right? I, I think <laughs> that if you ask me what my favorite games are, I would never say a multiplayer game, but mm. the sheer time I spend on games, if it was a pie chart mm-hmm. would be heavily weighed on multiplayer just because. That's just where you gravitate towards. It's yeah, it's just easier to spend free time socializing and gaming, you know? So hear me out for a second. I will say that the Galabander, though we've written it to be, and again, the way that these houses were formed were based on a whole mess of data points and then us kind of like extrapolating like what this might mean, right? But Mm -hmm. you sent us over your affinity chart, right? Of which one of which is almost as equal as the Galabander, which I believe is the Bravadier. So if you have a, yeah. So when you sent over the, the, the affinity chart, I believe it was like, you know, top was primary was the, the Galabander also high in multiplayer, but then you also have a, a very high rating in Bravadier and what the Bravadier, Bravadier. are, they are a competitive bunch. They're the ones that play multiplayer games, but they play to win most of the time. And at the okay. same time, they're very into high, faster paced games. They're very competitive. They're very into like difficult games. They like to overcome difficult challenges. So yeah, that I'd say is like, I mean, you're honestly your data points might know me better than I know myself. Maybe, (laughs) but if I were to if I were to explain which one of these is more accurate to me, uh, that sounds right. Like Mm -hmm. I do like uh, challenging myself with specific things. Maybe not necessarily like a hard game but doing something hard within a game like uh people always say like dark souls is like the hardest thing and like whatever um i like to like speed run games and like uh uh play really hard mario levels Mm -hmm. or or yeah i'm doing celeste rom hacks now which are awesome um and otherwise yeah i like when i play multiplayer i like doing like competitive stuff yeah see It was funny when I was thinking about what house you were going to land in. Um, I was I was assuming that you would be in uh, Ascendiary, which you're fairly low on, which is interesting. So Ascendiary is more like single player, fast paced, practical uh, gameplay style. Like, typically, like our speedrunners tend to fall into that category. And when I think about the types of games you play, I don't know. It, it's probably because I see it playing in the background of your uh, uh, of your <laughs> exactly. scene, but Mega Man and then Mario Maker and all this kind of stuff. It's like. I feel like those those games are usually more like solo driven kind of, you know, achievement focused kind of. Yeah, I, I see myself more solo driven, but I guess just again, by the sheer time spent, I'm mm-hmm. spending a lot of time doing multiplayer. It's amazing how many people know exactly what game this is, even though it's so blurred Dude, out. That's <laughs> no, so, I've, 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 I've seen those screens too many times. Yeah. <laughs> <to have> them. <laughs> 
unburned from my memory. Yeah. I will say, as Sendieri says, uh, uh, it basically looks like a, a completionist category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I, I am, I am not. I, I once okay. I'm done with the game, I roll credits. The game's going to the trash. I'm never playing it <laughs> in the trash. Same. Not even uninstall. We're throwing yeah. it out. No, I throw it right um, out the window. So uh, I will say, like, so as one of one of the the people that like was staring at the data for the longest periods of time. One of the biggest differentiators between the Galaban and the Bravadier, and here it is, we're going to wrap it all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. Galabanders tend to be way more creative than Bravadiers. Bravadiers are much more practical in their thinking. It's always about the shortcut ways to win. It's usually about the most practical means to to win. Let's say like in Smash Brothers, like edge hogging in me- yeah. melee, right? For me, I'm definitely a Galabander, but also have Bravadier tendencies. I don't like to do that because I feel like it's it's not it's part of the game, but I don't really like it as much. But I like to like experiment with different players and different uh, and different characters, and really just kind of like do things that people are unexpectedly uh, or are not expecting. So like I really like playing as Roy because everybody thinks that Roy is terrible, but I'm highly competitive <laughs> with Roy because I'm just yeah. constantly trying to figure out ways to outsmart them. But I, I'm I'm going to pose this back over to you. Do you feel like when you play games, are you more experimental? Or are you more practical with your thinking of of play? I also like Roy. Uh, Girl, I, what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Captain Falcon main, but Roy is like the closest to Captain Falcon, so I feel like I could play him a little bit. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, what was oh practical practicality? Uh, I I like linear games mm-hmm. for the most part, but I like games that allow you to play them uh, however you want to, to to get to the objective. So. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like to mess around. I like, I like to maybe break the game a little bit or, or yes. do something like you're not supposed to. Uh, but I, I do like being told like what to do and being led to, to the conclusion. But I, mm-hmm. I like, uh, either feeling like I got there myself mm-hmm. or, uh, using or doing it in like an unconventional way. Like, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of speed runners would, would, would do. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that does sound like it checks out. Um, it is cool to kind of see these things, especially as we start to see how people are falling into different houses and stuff. If, if you saw our booth at PAX, you know, that we <laughs> did this, uh, this event wide, uh, basically experiment. We got like over 5,000 users onto the site while we were there. And then we registered every single game on the PAX floor and then had everybody rate wow. those games like as they were going around. So in real time, we were, uh, fueling this leaderboard of what games are ranking the best for what houses. So I'm actually interested, and I have uh, I have all the ratings up in front of me, but I'm curious, what were some of the games that you played at PAX that kind of like stuck out to you as something interesting or something you enjoyed? You know what? I have a list. Oh, oh. You have a list. <laughs> I love this. I got I gotta I gotta pull up my list. Uh Okay, here we go. I'm sure you played right. 30XX. I did. I play that every year. It's there every freaking year, and it's great every time. This time, they have a maker update. So okay. that probably oh, cool. falls into my house a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, it makes it like Mario Maker. You can make levels, and, and you get like thrown into a queue of levels. That's uh, awesome. Oh, amazing. Can I tell you a fun fact about 20XX, mm-hmm. which I guess also affects 30XX? We saw that game in like 2014, 2015, and I went by and played it at their booth and I kind of got like a little upset with their with like their art director. He was like standing right there and I'm playing the game and I was just like, dude, there's something wrong about this game. And he's like, he's like, well, what's the deal? 
And at the time, their dash animation had the character standing completely vertically. So when you hit dash, just the, the character was standing straight up and would and would dash. And I'm <laughs> like, this weird. just looks stupid. Like, and I and I didn't realize I was talking to the art director at the at the time. And I was like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, it shouldn't look like this. And he was like, well, what should it look like? I was like, well, did you ever play Mega Man X? Like when Mega Man dashes, he kind of like leans forward. He like, yeah, he's like, he's like very know, close to the ground. He, he kind of like goes into this little like dash position forward. And it's like that creates this like sense of momentum. Like you got to do that. And he was like, oh, that's interesting, whatever. And then I remember following the game and the next patch they updated, they added, they just changed that animation. And I was like, yeah, I did. They've, that. they've <laughs> been very, they're very responsive. They, yeah. they, they're right. They're on top of things, but yeah. it's been so very slow. You're welcome. <laughs> Put me on stupid. the credit screen. Twenty XX was very rough. Thirty uh, mm. XX fixed like everything. Mm. Yeah. It's it's great now, but uh, they they just won't release it. Like just release. It's been an alpha. I hate that. I hate no, when yeah. it's just perpetually an alpha. Oh my gosh! Tell me about but it. But anyway, I played that. Uh, I played World of Horror, which is not my type of game at all. But it was pretty good. Uh, mm. It's like a I don't want to say point and click. But it has a, it, it's like menus. It's like an wow, adventure figure. Okay. World of Horror got a seventy-one from the Galbanders. So Very interesting. Uh, a little bit more than half would say that it was worth playing, but mm-hmm. not in the nineties. Oh, yeah, they, I don't know. Uh, World of Horrors. This is um, that's a our yeah. buddy's game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. One of our friends, uh, uh, Jacob Burgess. He is a. Uh, voice actor famed voice uh voice actor who's been in a couple of different things but he uh he works for usebird and uh he's promoting that game while they were there oh great yeah, i mean it's really cool it's just not my type of game at all hmm. a lot of text if i remember i remember looking at it being like there's just a lot of words on the screen there's a lot of text but it was like i don't like reading in games i just want to get to the <laughs> fun part Same, but man. it was manageable it was it was uh it, there wasn't like a like walls of boring text, you know, it was okay. like it was it was pretty good. That's cool. uh, one of my favorite games that I saw was a game called Trinity Fusion, which uh, kind of reminds me of like a Metroid Dread. You, hmm. There's three different characters and they all play a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I it looked great. Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, it was awesome. It's like a roguelike platformer, uh, uh, like Metroidvania type. Yeah, deal. that one and was it, across from. Uh, that was across from Wrestle Story, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Quest. Given it, so, it did only get a sixty-three percent, but there is only uh, what is this eight reviews total? So four people said leave it, and then three loved it, and three liked it from the right. gallery. How do, I, the 80s, how do I rate it? How do I rate it? <laughs> so it, you can't rate it anymore because it's a it was a closed environment. It. But uh, but yeah, it's funny because it is trending more highly for Bravdeer. So maybe that's speaking to that mm-hmm. kind of, you know kind of part of your persona right the the one of the galabenders said uh the game itself was really good i don't know what about being a girl maybe weirder weirded the workers out but it seemed to they ignored me to talk to the guy behind me and acknowledge me after the fact super crappy feeling all right well that's a yes okay give him give him yeah give him a 60 percent (laughs) anyway uh next i played mina the hollower which i played before uh that's you know yacht club that really game. good oh yeah that's that's awesome yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, coming yeah. out really good um 96 for yeah. uh, galabanders everyone's gonna love that game oh my gosh uh, well i mean it if i remember i didn't get a chance to play it but it's like Link's awakening mm-hmm. meets castlevania kind of yep 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's got a Game Boy Color art style. Oh, so come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If there were any, like, if there's a Bob Wolf Venn diagram <laughs> of things to like about a game, I, I imagine know, Game like, Boy Filter is a good portion of that. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, Animal Oil I didn't play, but it looks really good. That's just on my list. Um, that's that's Donkey's game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm only interested in it because it's Donkey's game. Same. Yes. But it looks like good. It, does that and the art style is really nice. I still don't know how you play it. I think you just kind of run away from things and it's like a puzzle platformer. But uh, I'll have to pretty highly rated 40 reviews and it's at a 97 for Galabanders. So. Yeah. Interesting. I think again, I think people are just all about it because it's donkey. And he was Maybe. there. He was like at the booth talking to people. Yeah, yeah I, d- I did get to meet him all over there. That was pretty cool. Uh, next uh, Gravity Circuit. Uh, oh, that's man. a demo on Steam and that game is incredible. <laughs> Dude, that game was boss. That was the one game. As we were walking around, the one game I stopped at was Gravity Circuit. Because like, as I was so, making, play it again on Steam. Apparently, that demo was old. And the really, huh. yeah, the Steam demo I played in January, and this demo was older than that demo. Wow, somebody blew so, it. Play <laughs> yeah. it again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it again. It was funny because as the day of PAX, uh, Justin, myself, uh, Alex, who I think you know as well, and our buddy Jeff. We just sat down and we were just cranking out pages to get on the website because we didn't know the games that were going to be there until everyone was setting up. So I just ran around the show floor with a camera taking pictures of everyone's booth so we could just (laughs) create like 200 plus pages that night. And I remember getting to Gravity Circuit and being like, oh, yeah, this game's going to do well here. Like This just looks so dope. Like, come on. It's awesome. It's like Mega Man X, but you punch things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so me of, do you remember uh, Panzer Paladin? I think it was a tribute game. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like an 8-bit like Mega Man style game where you're like a little character and you get in like a mech and all this kind of stuff. Yes. I think I have this on Steam and just never played it. Yeah, I never played it either, but My life I, is well. I, mean, I like tribute. They did like Mercenary Kings and all that stuff. So, I'm, you know, they're they're kind of like trusted in my mind. Yeah. Flint Hook. That was another great game they did. Flint Hook was a Oh, they did Flint Hook. Yeah. yeah. Flint Hook was great. Dude, the pixel work in all their games so far has been very nice. I sure. Hmm. Uh, What else did I play? Uh, Elise is uh, uh, being published by Gerard the Completionist. Uh, That is another roguelike Mega Man X style game. Uh, And it is also very good. There's a demo on Steam that is not good. Mm. <laughs> the demo that they had at the convention is much much better, but it's still very early. They have a yeah. lot more work to do on it. Yeah. And that's that was one really of the things it. where when as we were running the experiment, we were a little skeptical of because everyone it, there were games that were have like already been released that were there and a bunch that were still like new new. So that's why we didn't like publicly publish those game pages because it's kind of unfair yeah. to like rate a game when it's like still mid work yeah. Yeah. yeah it at least helps provide some good feedback for those developers so they could see kind of like what personality types are resonating with their games yeah it's a good idea to lock it yeah actually oh, bob yeah. when you were when you were going around the show floor were these all interviews that you had pre-set up prior to going to the show uh almost all of them yes they're, so then they're, uh more than half of them i would say how do you go through the press releases and pick out the ones that you want to play like, oh i was showing I was showing my girlfriend my technique. Listen oh, to this. I oh, can we be I, your girlfriend in this situation? <laughs> Show me your technique, Bob. I first thing I do is I open up Gmail. Oh, and, okay. And I I just click on the next button over and over again, and I just get the you know 
just the just a quick second of what yeah. the email looks like. And if there's not a picture in it, you can forget about it. <laughs> no, but, wow. No, but uh, most of the time I'll click on the game and I'll see either a picture or a, tra- or a, or a trailer. second of a trailer. Mm. I'm not giving the full trailer. I'm looking at yeah. like two seconds. Reasonable. And if it's not an art style I vibe with mm-hmm. or or I mean, unfortunately, games are usually judged by their art style. Oh, no. Um, I mean, we get it. It all plays yeah. in where like games are definitely like a larger sum of parts kind of situation. But like, I mean, you see it first, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could pretty much tell like whether or not someone's going to interest me within like a second or two. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just firing through emails, looking at stuff. And normally I give myself a, a break on the show floor, like between appointments where I can like walk around and try to find stuff. And this yeah. time I really didn't have that. I really didn't have a lot of time to, mm-hmm. to walk around. So that yeah. was a little disappointing. But yeah. I did manage to find some stuff between appointments, just nothing that was more interesting than what I already got to play. Yeah, I am. True. So in this same realm, let's let's bring it back a little bit because I mean, finding games and game recommendations is kind of our whole bread and butter. That's like what we're really trying to do is is create an avenue for people to find good games. But I'm curious, like back in the day, right? Having access to games was not as easy as it is now. Like once you're an adult, you've oh, got yeah. expendable income. You could play whatever you want. You know, the, the barrier is kind of a lot lower. But when you were younger, what what was like what was opening your doors to games? You know, were, were you tied into like games media, looking at magazines or did you have like a close knit friend group that would point you towards something was it the same kind of thing like you're you're walking through blockbuster and you see a cover and you're like that's the game you know so it was it was a lot of blockbuster um yeah we'd go there every other week or so to to get some i would beg my parents all the time to go but we'd always sometimes i have to fight with my brother he would want a movie and i would want a game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got one thing you know oh, um man. but uh i was also online at a very early age so i did troll through like uh you know uh game IGN FAQs and and, and like. game faqs and what i think it was called n64.com before it was oh, ign yeah. That's mm-hmm. what uh, ign became yeah so i had i also had friends that had games and i played at their house or they would bring or they play at my house or and we would learn about games that way uh i don't think i ever had a subscription to any game magazines but my friends did and i would like steal theirs and stuff yeah. so uh that's how I learned about games. Also, I think back then there weren't as many games. So like there were like a handful of good games that like oh, yeah. your friends would have and you'd try at other places and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's it, how I discovered the games that I grew up with. Yeah, it's funny. We use this uh, this analogy. We call it like the lunch table philosophy because like when we were yeah. younger, it's like, you know, you're at school, you sit around your lunch table and you're with your friends and you're just kind of like BSing about whatever whatever your friend got to rent that week. And he's like, Hey, I'm playing chopper attack on N64. It's the best game in the world. And you're like, really? (laughs) That was me with, uh, Oh, what the hell was the name of it? Cyborg justice for the Sega Genesis. Oh my God. All the time. Name drop. Low key banger of a soundtrack on that game. Banger of a soundtrack. Horrible game. I oh used to play it all of the time, and then I tried to play it as an adult, and I was like, "What the hell was I doing?" Dude, and I probably like, told all of my friends about how cool this game was, and that's okay. why they never listened. I'm, I'm about to like go down a weird rabbit hole with you right now because I also had a very strange history with Cyborg Justice. <laughs> this, J- Justin, just to give you some background, this is a game Please. where you get to choose your body parts as a robot. You could be like a bird robot or a mm-hmm. 
large robot or a small you can just robot. Just use the head, the body, and the legs. I'm and literally looking it up right starts. now. Yeah. But this is the joke. So, like, talk about old school lame game stuff. It's like you get to choose whatever stuff you want. But the first level, you can't can't proceed in the first level unless you picked the jump legs. Because if you don't have the jump legs, you can't jump over a gap to get to the next section. Yeah, there's you're playing the first level, and at the end of the first level, there's just a giant chasm. Yeah. And no (laughs) indication at all of how the hell to get over the chasm. So you just... You get that that far, and then you just stop playing. You just stop playing. <laughs> There's just nothing I can do here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, oh uh, man. Okay, on the side of that, if you were a big blockbuster kid, as as I was as well, do you remember the time when they would start to like let you rent out full systems? And if I think one which was like the Sega Genesis, and I'm pretty sure, and I have a, a memory, and I know we talked about it too, Justin, at one point. It was Vector Man. Oh my god, best. Oh yeah. Do you remember? But we do you had remember that. Blockbuster we, we had, had like a. Vector, man. They had like a like they had a like a promotion going on that if you can beat Proto Man in the length time that you had Vector. rented the game, you would have gotten something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can remember? tell you exactly what it is. Please hold. Oh tell me you oh, have, it. have it. Oh my god, Justin, uh, constant, dude. Whenever we're doing the podcast live at his place, uh, he's just constantly pulling out SNES games. And yeah, there it is. Yeah, of course. Here we go. Vector Man. Yeah. And if you their play to win championship oh my where God. you would get $25,000, randomly selected Vector Man will uh game cartridges have a chance to win <laughs> build right in. <laughs> if you finish one of the winning cartridges and it says you win in the secret room, you call this number and you get $25,000. Oh wow. my God, I got to I got to beat my copy. got to beat Vector Man. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. just put a game genie in there and try to go right to that spot. Jesus, I didn't. I never knew about that. No. Bizarre, bizarre. That's mm. incredible. We we Vector never was... we were never allowed to get the systems though. We were never yeah. allowed to. No, uh, we were never allowed that either. I, I'm imagining <laughs> that got pretty expensive. I, I, I some... go, no, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Mine's an aside. So go. We rented a system one time, and it was. Uh, it was after the N64 came out and one of our neighbors got it and we were obsessed. But this was the, at a time where like the only time you're getting consoles was like or getting any anything of significance, like bigger games or whatever, was like holidays or birthdays. Like you're yeah, not yeah. getting it when it comes out, you know, uh, which is what makes me think that my kid's going to be spoiled rotten because yeah. dad's <laughs> getting everything when it comes. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but will yeah, they my, get to be able to play it? That's the that's exactly right. That's, that's <laughs> there's exactly the gateway. Right. That's yeah. good parenting right there. <laughs> Daddy's playing. You can't play. You. you could only watch. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but we rented an N64, and that was uh, a pretty unbelievable experience and probably one of the most heartbreaking moments when we had to put it back in the box and send <laughs> yeah. it back. And we're like, and now we're just stuck with Sonic 2. This is yeah. bullshit, Dad. <laughs> what the so I, I was in any – I had an NES when, when I first – spawned into this world yeah uh then we got a genesis at some point and we never had a super nintendo we went right from genesis to s to to n64 same um wow same story too i i loved mario and i i loved Mega man and and i didn't get to experience these games so the second the super nintendo emulator was available which was yeah. really early in like either the early 2000s or maybe even the yeah. late 90s 9x uh, or what have you yes and he has 9x i mm-hmm. was i was playing super mario world and friggin mega man x on my parents compact passario computer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 
It's <laughs> amazing. Probably lagging. Oh. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get my Super Nintendo until I was like early high school because that was like right when I first started collecting games and like my neighbor had one. And that was the first time I played Mega Man X when I was like, whatever, like 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like crazy mind-blowing yeah yeah and we we missed out on so much great stuff on this it's really interesting because i also started with the sega genesis uh, as a really young kid and i was just like chewing on the cords like i remember that but i remember the games (laughs) being like okay sonic was definitely the thing to write home about for sure but then my cousin gave me his super nintendo and the software the games on super nintendo were just so much more depthier and it just felt like such a better world i don't know what it was i don't know what necessarily there was a there was some great stuff on the Sega Genesis. And there was. But there and was a lot more great stuff on the, yeah, on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. It was like, it, I felt like the most popular games on Super Nintendo, just like the baseline quality was higher than what you were getting on Genesis. Yeah. But it, it was so funny because like, when you're that young, it's like what you're exposed to, you think is like the center of the world. So it's like, I'm going yeah. to school and my friends are like, oh yeah, Donkey Kong Crunchy or whatever. And I was like, no man, Mick and Mac Global Gladiators. <laughs> That's the game. And they're like, what the yeah. heck? Yeah, none of my friends had a Genesis. So I was just on my own. <laughs> Don't worry. I was on Genesis Island with you. We might have not known yeah. each other then, but I was there. Dude, what was I playing? I was playing like some Mickey Mouse like Fantasia game. I can't remember what that was called. Yeah, we it's always funny. got weird versions of the the like licensed oh, yeah. games. Hyperstone like, Heist weird- and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah, Aladdin, the the, yeah. the yeah. version of that it's, stuff. It's funny because like, and Bob, this is why I feel like I've got this weird kinship with you because like, here and there I'll like see like tweets you make or like jokes you'll make on your podcast, and I'm like, he's talking to me. Like, I remember <laughs> on like on, on an April Fool's Day joke or something, you mentioned that like Chakan the Forever Man was coming out <laughs> on NSO, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just hit that a part of game, my brain that I haven't activated in so long. I never knew about that game until later, and I was like no? looking it up and stuff. And man, that has one of the craziest like Dude. stories. Oh just, my god, dude! The, I, the, I another game that I had. That, this oh my god. god, have you, Justin? Have you ever seen this game before? Shakan the Forever Man. I have no idea what this. It's, is. it's so nineties. What is Dude. that? It you're is, a you're a guy. You're this evil you're, creature with two swords. That's yeah, you're you're about. you're you're a swordsman who fights uh death, and uh you I don't I don't you're like the best swordsman in the world. So you start going to other planets to be the best swordsman of those planets, and then you fight <laughs> yeah. death, and death banishes you to you beat death. Because you're the best swordsman in the universe. Right, obviously. And Death's like, screw you, you can never die now. So you're yeah. the forever man. So that's why he goes to other planets to be the best swordsman of those planets. And this takes place a thousand years in the future when Earth's dead already and you're just on these other worlds killing everybody. Dude, because you hate because you want to die. You're trying to find death in this game. Yeah, you need, that sounds you need to find the one that's gonna that's gonna kill you. But it's it, absolutely it, insane. And the game about- is hard as balls and sucks <laughs> ass. Easily the most cryptic game I've ever played. Yeah. Like it just the game just starts. It doesn't tell you anything. There's no direction. It's just like <laughs> here you go. And you're like, what do I even do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. get into these levels that just like kill you for no reason. But it's, yeah, it's, man. it's you get one shotted. It's crazy. It's an insane game. But the thing is, is back in the day, I was playing the shit out of this game. Yeah. <laughs> those those two levels in it that I knew how to be, play, man, I was acing those levels. Another, you, you said the game just starts. Another great thing that uh, SNES kids are never going to get to experience is 
uh, X-Men 2, The Clone Wars, I think it's called. Yep. That game literally just starts. There's oh, no yeah. other game that I know you put the cartridge in and you're playing. There's no yeah. title <laughs> screen, like there's no the nothing. character, random, it's snow yeah, level. You just get a random character, you snow go. level, you just, boom, you're here, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I have that game Wait. too, but I won't go get that. I've already played two <laughs> This is a, yeah. Justin and the rest of our crew on our normal podcast get so sick of me because like anytime <laughs> I make a reference, I'm like, let me go. Literally, we were talking about this last week. We were talking about uh, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. It's like, you know, like and our buddy Alex was like, Justin's like an old librarian, like going <laughs> through the shelf, like, ah, this one. My uh, brother used say, to have call... a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet of all of the games that we oh, he does. I don't know if he still has that. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's Do they just live funny. Do they live with you? We call them Scribopedia because like literally we can be like we can hum a, a we can hum a little portion of a soundtrack of this of the game and like mention like the color of the pants and the guy will know exactly <laughs> what game from exactly what system and the developer and the studio and it's just it's ridiculous. It's remarkable. Listen, you guys do you guys play guess the game? It's it's like Wordle, but it's for I games. would win that game. Tell me how to win that game. It's called it's called guess the dot game. That's the website. And I, I, I do it every single night. That's oh, awesome. Oh my god. I forgot what the what last night. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot what last night was. This like oh, it changes right every, hard. It changes every day, and it's like literally you'll see like a blade of grass. And then it like zooms out and shows you other pictures. What's that this are called? Guess the game? I'm, I'm looking Guess at this one right now and game. it's showing me the corner of a wall. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes you'll see the corner of a wall and be like, that's League of Legends. Sometimes you just nail it. <laughs> okay wait interesting you'll get it you'll, you'll get this one are we doing this right now oh and it says Man. metacritic score 62 percent. sorry like this yeah, is in the top in the top left corner each so you only get six uh tries <laughs> and each try they give you a little more information the picture will be less it'll be a it'll be a less obscured picture it'll be a different picture that's less obscured and um. uh in the top left corner, they'll give you a little bit of information. They'll give you the Metacritic score. They'll give you the platform it was originally <sighs> released for. Uh, it'll give you the developer, stuff like that. But this is a PC game. This is hard. I'm not a PC game. You know person. it. You know the game. I know which game it is. You'll know the game. Are you and sure? if you don't, I'll be I'm literally shocked. going through this. I'm on, I'm on number three right now. I, I see the top of a car. It looks plagonal as that, hell. I'm looking at I got a, it. On the, I got it on the third one. Yeah, you'll definitely get it by the last one. I know, I really? know you will. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. Sorry, uh, listeners. I didn't know we were going down this route. I know, right? Here we are. What number? Guess the game. Is it? They can try it at home. Three forty-five. Guess the game. Three forty-five. Play along. Pause. Pause this. Go to guess the dot game and play along at home. Guess the dot game. I'm on the fourth one right now, and I see a car and a man standing on a or sitting on a thing. I am what? Yeah, all right. Game genre action. Uh, all right. So, because like tag team in it now. This person is sitting on a fold-out chair on top of a barrel that's sitting on its side, and then in front of him is a car that's definitely in the foreground. Uh, in the background, literally makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh my god! <laughs> I just got. Did you get to one. You got to one where you're like, oh, I know. It. Yeah, that was so dumb. Now they just gave it away. Got it at number five. All the other ones were so random. You have to explain. You, you have to get that on the car. <laughs> but but that's the thing, though. You learn after doing this so much. I've played a million of these. Uh, you 
art styles are so different between all of the different games. So sometimes you will literally see a tree and you'll be like, that's a Fortnite tree. I know. Yeah. A Fortnite tree. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely I guess see that's that. True. Number five was a dead giveaway. Yeah. Like for those listening right now who didn't pause it and decided to not play the game, it was in fact, goat similar simulator of which the, the <laughs> number five was literally a floppy ragdolled goat on its back yeah no, like, that's okay. a that's a dead giveaway and see we were in like retro mode so i'm thinking of like old games i'm like is this postal is this yeah. like it, tell, it tells you the year it tells you the year it comes out in the top yeah left. that was the one, one that had the uh the, the goat on it i All think right, i got it on the night. third one i think i got it on the third one because it was just like a city street with like yeah. a car and stuff but it was just a little crappy where you're like was, all right so you're like something's, level of something's up here yeah yeah it was that familiar jank it was like exactly. a like a diving board or something like a pool diving board. Anyway, it's I've gotten so, actually you can see the history of like you can go back All and play games. like older ones. Yeah, I, right. I I had I've you can get them on one and you feel really good when you do oh, that. Yeah, no, like, I, uh, I thought situation. I was going to be playing uh, more Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster tonight. I will not. <laughs> I will be playing Guess the Dot Game tonight. You have something improved now, Justin. <laughs> for real, for real. Uh, is there a, is there a running score, Bob? Do you have a score? uh no you can just kind of see like uh this is the history of of like the ones that i've done okay of course of course it's not gonna focus uh ah crap yeah yeah you can just go through and see how many you've gotten in like one hmm. okay this was yeah, my there's a, there's a, there's a bunch. yeah <laughs> i was like this one is this one's literally just grass but like you know the grass is though this Which is, is that? um Ooh, this is 298 298 all right all right 298 let's go let's go you, right. you know the one. grass 298 um okay i have a feeling oh i think i know what it is <laughs> yeah i'm gonna that's what i mean it's like you know it's something so innocuous but yep. it's such a recognizable art style that you're like that grass i can't i i know that grass anywhere Okay, I, I, uh, I can't remember what this was called. Got it. <laughs> First try. Uh, Feels good. Yeah. I Me and my girlfriend were it. long distance for a long time. So we played the Wordle every night. And then we graduated to the Wordle and the and the Mini. The Mini is like oh a mini God. crossword. Were you on Quirtle? And now, we, now every single night we do the Mini. We do the guess the game. And then we do the the the... The mini or the wordle. Have you have you done quirtle? That's the four. The That's four. Too, it's too many, dude. My wife is nasty at quirtle. I don't no. know how she got so good at it, but she's so good at it. It's like. That's how I know that she's the brains of the operation here. You know, <laughs> that's how I know she's really good at the mini. My girlfriend's really good at the mini, the, yeah. the mini crossword. She fires out in less than thirty seconds. The whole oh my thing. gosh, it's amazing. Like it is. It is funny when when Ali stresses on the uh, on the wordle. Like if she if she doesn't get it in two, somehow I I end up nailing it. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a good feeling. All right. Well, we have been going for quite a bit of time, Bob. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Would you like to tell our listeners where they might be able to find all of the excellent things you do on the internet? Uh, YouTube.com slash PewDiePie. No, uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Wolfden, spelt all weird, W-U-L-F-F-D-E-N. Uh, I make uh, videos on uh, video game hardware and stuff. 
It's yes, cool. Sir. You'll like it. Yeah, and, like and he's it. a Galabander and uh, and Bravadier. So think of it that way. While he's making Galab- content about cool emulator devices that I'm definitely Galabander buying too many Bravadier. of. Oh yeah, I see a bunch on your, your Justin's desk over there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, like that's literally, right. yeah. To your left is literally. <laughs> you, you got you got a freaking uh, uh, play date. I do have no, a play date there. Ain't nobody really have one of those. <laughs> did you play? Uh, did you play Celeste on this guy? No, I play. I took that port and put it on the Game Boy Advance, though. Somebody said that. Uh, there you go. You could do that, and it's great. Hmm. Very awesome. So yes, yeah. check out Bob at Wolfden on YouTube. You're also streaming. Also check out the Nintendo podcast. That's excellent. You also have your own clothing yeah, yeah, line. Are you yeah. still doing the clothing line? Uh, it's very. Uh, it's been sparse. Uh, Backburnered. Hmm. It's a backburner. We're coming out with a desk mat eventually. Whenever Heck I yeah. pull the trigger on it, we had that we ran. We sold out of the last one. I'm making a nicer black one now because everybody wanted. Uh, you know what I would love? One that they could spill stuff on. You know what I would yeah. love? Fingerless gloves. Can you make me fingerless gloves? That'd be oh, great. God, please. Sure. Right. You know what? You got it. Totally a joke. Nobody laughed, and now it sounds like it's serious. So now I'm <laughs> I, now it's now it's awkward. I thought I was maybe thinking, I, I didn't know something. I was like, are fingerless gloves cool? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking because I had an experience with fingerless gloves the other day. I was at uh I, I was at the, this is what it was. I was at the post office. Uh-huh. And the guy behind the counter was wearing fingerless gloves. Dude. But he didn't have any fingers. Wait, Wait all right. What? Slow so down. So I said this on I said this on stream the other day, and one person in the chat goes, "So just gloves then." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks for coming to the podcast, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for having <laughs> oh, me. <that's> good. <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone. <laughs> that's a perfect note to go out on, <laughs> Bob. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here. I'm talking uh, to you guys. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. We gotta do it. We gotta. We gotta. Let's make this a regular thing, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, we're, we're in the city often. Let's let's grab a bite or something. Uh, we're never in Long Island, so don't don't expect. <laughs> yes, not, we're not coming yes, there. I don't. I no. I don't expect anybody. <laughs> but we will be around. All of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back with our regular old Crit Rate podcast later this week. Uh, definitely check us out at CritRate.io. Take your profile. Find out what gamer house you are. Start getting game recommendations. And until then, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Thank Justin. you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for pointing at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>